Welcome to Parks and Rec episode 116. And Sean, the odds of us getting to this point were probably about 1 in 8,000, just like the name of this episode, 1 in 8,000. It's season 6, episode 19. I'm doing this out of order, but uh, original air date, April 17th, 2014, directed by Dean Holland and written by Donna Carey and Joe Mandy. And there is quite a bit going on in this episode. We will get to all of it. But first, who are we? Who are we? I'm Joey. I'm Haley. I'm Sean, and I do not have the coronavirus. I am stoked. I got to go visit my mother as she became the new municipal judge of Mesquite. I had two negative tests. I took two tests. I had one last week. It was negative, but everybody was like, man, that's got to be a false negative because you had all the symptoms. And then on my way to Mesquite, I got the results of another negative test. I'm like, well, I guess I don't need to turn around. (laughs) well done we're glad you got to celebrate and congratulations to mama hill wonderful stuff i liked your photo with all of you posed yeah people hating on my dress all right my clothes don't fit anymore i gained a lot of weight pandemic pounds so my dad's in a suit my my sister's looking real nice i think you rocked that dress well sean no it wasn't a dress (laughs) wearing my t-shirt and black khaki shorts and pink shoes very well. Thank you. <laughs> Just get a comically large overcoat so then when you shed the pandemic pounds, it's, I mean, it's comically large. That's why you get one. It's even more comically large. Yeah. Very, you can do comically sets. Yes. Very large. Uh, very sal on Impractical Jokers where it's like four sizes too big. It's beautiful. But Sean, in addition to... Uh, air horn noises as you just demonstrated we are also drinking on this podcast and i'll share the beverage i'm drinking which i was all about it i'll show you this it seems to be a leftover from halloween because it is from new belgium brewery it's voodoo ranger atomic pumpkin now you'll note here on the can this won't be very good for audio but we'll we'll spell it out here it says special release special is crossed out and replaced with spicy Oh, and I I'm sorry, I need to make a public service plea really to any brewery or distillery out there. If you're making a cold drink, let's not add spice to it. Bloody Marys are the worst drink out there. I'm not trying to have my throat true catch on fire while I'm supposedly enjoying a nice beverage. I like everything about this drink except for the aftertaste of hot spice all over my throat, tongue, and tonsils. I have a couple questions. Did you realize it was spicy when you got it? No. He got this in one of those uh, mixed packages from, uh, you know, what is it called? H-E-B, as Spicy he likes to is do. very faint on the can. It is. That's true. But follow up, it's called Atomic Pumpkin. So when you read that, what did you think it was going to be? Well, I thought it was like... Uh, an. If you see the little mascot on here, we'll have to get a photo of this, but it's it appears to be some sort of fighter pilot that is dressed in Halloween gear as well and kind of leaning, being pretty casual, leaning on the voodoo and voodoo ranger. 
And so I thought it was a reference of like, oh, this is an atomic bomber. So here's an atomic pumpkin. I don't know, dog. I saw pumpkin. Okay. I needed one more can for the six pack. I said, let's go for it. I was Didn't just curious. Spicy. And sometimes people say spicy and it's not spicy. But usually for me, they'll say this is mild and it's very spicy. Yeah, Joey has a low spice tolerance, but I agree that I don't like spicy beverages. I like spicy food, but I don't like spicy beverages. But I know some people that love them that are like, let me put a whole jalapeno in this and then put or like salsa, like all kinds of stuff people do. That's not what I like. So what I'm having is uh, a truly I actually went looking for something that I haven't had before uh, when I was at Sprouts yesterday. She truly gave an effort. I truly did. I was, I went over, you know, I was waiting. We had ordered some Hunan Lion. So I popped over. I know. Popped over to Sprouts because I got there early and I said, I want to see what they have. If there's anything new, I haven't tried, but I didn't see anything. Most of the things that I saw were things I've already tried. Uh, So I grabbed a box of Truly. I forget what the, I think it's a berry variety. Um, So this is raspberry lime. Well, Sean is drinking a uh, a Sean staple, which is the Thirsty Goat from Thirsty Planet, the Amber Ale. However, this past weekend, I had a new beer from, uh, it's called Spindle Tap. I think I'm saying that right. Called their Heavy Hands. Never heard of them. That doesn't matter. Their beer can was exceptional. <laughs> it was uh, the design, the artwork was from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out on the Nintendo. Um, definitely check it out. Google it. Um, heavy Hands from Spindle Tap. It was... I the, the drink was a double IPA, so, you know, it was 8% alcohol. Got me fucked up real good, <laughs> especially after being sick. But um, I was just more amazed at the artwork on the can. It was uh, Little Mac, but instead of... Uh, Instead of uh, gl- boxing gloves that he was raising in the air, it was two hops on his hands, <laughs> and Mario just counting out the uh, the fighter. So, find that can. It was amazing. That's pretty delightful. Was the beer good as well? The beer was great. I love IPAs. I know a lot of people oh. here. Uh, Ooh, this man, our, our main host, he does not like IPAs, but um, I, I love IPAs because they get straight to the point and get you drunk. They're not like Natty Lights where you have to drink 24 of them to get tipsy. That's so. true. Well, there's also quite a bit of distance in between IPAs and Natty Lights that you can go <laughs> yeah. with. Sure, but if your goal Keith is <laughs> if your goal is to just like get, you know, if you want to oh, drink yeah. faster. Like a Sam Jackson, probably an IPA. Yeah. Even though Sam Adams is a lager because it'll get you drunk. <laughs> a Sam Jackson. Sean, I recently um, <clears throat> Sean, I recently learned that the game Mike Tyson's Punch Out had to get renamed as Punch Out because right. of licensing issues, and Mike Tyson taking offense to this. There was, I believe, a re-release recently on a maybe on Switch. Took offense to they, which they keep, part? So they um, they keep re-releasing the game, whether it's on the virtual console. Remember, it came out when the Wii had the virtual console. You could buy old games. Got re-released as Punch-Out. It wasn't featuring Mike Tyson. It fe- featuring Mr. Dream, which is a fictional character that replaced Mike Tyson. Back in the day, Mike Tyson had some uh, legal issues uh, revo- uh, surrounding a, uh, a an accused rape case. So Nintendo 
went ahead and scrapped his name from the game um, and and just Makes rebranded sense. it as Punch-Out. I should have uh, and they done haven't the replaced on it. But yeah, there was some, there's some reason recently, though, where Mike Tyson was like, oh, I'm I'm not in Punch Out anymore or something like that, and I oh he didn't know I guess yeah. not. He's just yeah. now realizing he's just like not cool Nintendo. <laughs> Another fun fact: Street Fighter. They had to switch the names around because you know the final boss of Street Fighter, his name is in Bison. Um, that was originally the name of the boxer, uh, and and Bison's name is Vega, but they didn't want Mike Tyson M M Tyson to sue. Because there's a video game character named M. Bison. So they switched the names around. Now the boxer's name is Balrog in America. And the boss is M. Bison. Amazing. Video games are wild. But if you play it in Japan, it's still the original names. So the boxer's name is M. Bison in Japan. Guess we're taking a road trip to Japan then. A road trip? Yes. Oh. Including a ferry across the ocean. (laughs) No, Japan's lovely, I've heard. Terrible to road trip the whole way, though. Mm-hmm. Probably still safer than getting on a plane, but that's a story for another day. Because right now, Sean, you are on a roll with trivia. You have won the last two trivia installments. You're only down 12 to 6 now. Sean's not even at the door right now. Or, I mean, he's not even at his computer. He's at the door. He's getting some sort of delivery yes, i assume it's a package he had food of, getting delivered oh of food okay yes oh, that was my, my guess uh, as well it's red my cheddar bay biscuits have arrived excellent 12 6 i'm uh. i'm 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 a single person i'm not a monster <laughs> can't, eat, can't eat 12 biscuits did you only get biscuits or did you get something else no i got well? some food too but you know, got it you got see. you got endless shrimp and it, no, not they have to come back. <laughs> <laughs> when I put, place another order. No, but I uh, hear some Relaxer ASMR for you as we do the trivia. I think that's where we were headed. Fantastic. It was Sean, do you know where Cheddar Bay is? That can be your first trivia question. There's a real per- place called Cheddar Bay. I assume it's in like Boston somewhere or Northeast. No, it's not real. I was just messing around. There's no Cheddar Bay, but what a great place. That would be. I assume it would be similar to the Chocolate Wonderfall at a Golden Corral buffet in that you have children just stuffing their hands into it with no regard for anyone else. No regard for you. I know we've talked about this recently, but man, buffets are huge havens for germs, so... They may never be a thing again. Do they still exist? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's definitely, like, I passed by a CC's that was open. I don't know to what extent, like, I don't know how it is working, uh, but it, they're definitely open. I don't know what other places are and what they're doing, but those, yeah, I mean, those restaurants, I, they're going to do whatever they can to stay open, I'm sure. They're doing their best. Just like Sean's doing his best at trivia. Sean, I was applauding you while you were away from the computer of being on a roll with trivia your first time winning two in a row this season you're still down 12 to 6 but we can make it a respectable performance here i'll ask three questions of each of you sean we'll mix it up we'll start with you today your first question which i got a lot easier as the episode went on but who did april get to send a signed guitar for the unity concert the Foo fighters that is incorrect, Haley. Wait, your what, chance wait, to what? steal. What? Wait, they did. 
No, it was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, fuck. They're the same people. They're the same. I don't give a fuck. Uh, first of all, Sean, absolutely not. They're the same. I'm not even a Foo Fighters fan, and they are at least 17 times better than the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Dave Grohl is a gem of a human Joey being. Joey is a Dave Grohl fan, though. Dave Grohl just looks like... I mean, he's such a fun guy. He's such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. By all accounts, great person. I mean, he just did a drum battle with a 10-year-old girl from England. That's awesome. Same shit. No. <laughs> All right, my question. I could at least differentiate between Foo Fighters songs, whereas Red Hot Chili Peppers. They've got one about a bridge. And like they say in the episode, drug use and life in South, South Carolina, Southern California. Uh, but April gets this because she's catfishing. Cat, good Lord, catfishing. Yes. Anthony Kiedis the lead singer of Red Hot Chili Peppers, who rivals Matthew McConaughey for the least amount of time wearing a shirt by any human being. So, Haley, your second question, you can really put some distance between you and Sean here. (laughs) Ron mentions that Tammy, too, once seduced a coroner to declare Ron legally dead. Why did she do that? She wanted a discount on something gonna need to know what that something was oh okay um the ship is good though lost favorite <laughs> she wanted a discount on a new car that is incorrect sean for your chance to steal say it with shrimp in your mouth and slowly oh really okay hold on no no don't do that <laughs> He was so eager to slip it into his mouth. <laughs> I believe it was for a plane ticket. A discount on a plane ticket. That is correct. A discount Sounds on right. a plane ticket. This might be the first time in history you have each stolen the first question. Well, job all around. And now we're tied at one. Sean, your second question. During this episode, we learn, spoiler alert, I mean, you're going to find out in about 10 minutes anyway when Sean recaps the episode, that Leslie and Ben are having triplets. Whoa. And Dr. Saperstein, played by Henry Winkler, at first points out one head, then he points out a second head, then a third head, and then a fourth head. But then he realizes, oops, no, instead, that's something else. What did he think was that fourth uh, baby? What was on the screen? It was like a, a, a piece of cottage cheese? That is incorrect. Haley oh. shaking her head. She looks like she might have the steel. It's cream cheese. That is correct. A speck of cream cheese. (laughs) Very close. Very close, Sean, but not putting any cottage cheese on your bagels. And if you are, Uh, that's weird. No, where else would you get out of here? I know. I I don't know. I've never had cottage cheese on a bagel. What'd you say, Sean? (laughs) Sorry, there's (laughs) shrimp in my mouth. You said get out of here. What? (laughs) Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Oh, I thought you said. I've never heard of it. <laughs> no, uh, that was not what came out of my mouth. I have never heard of shrimp came out of my mouth. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's my question? It was jumbo. Haley, your second question. Herman Lerpus, the owner nope. of the pawn shop, wins the Red Hot Chili Peppers guitar, and he immediately starts erasing the names. Ben asks him why, and he says he's more of a blank guy. Who is that guy that he says? Zeppelin. That is incorrect, Damn Sean. It. Um, 
He's more of a Jack White guy. Boom! Unfortunately, Sean, it's more of a Jack Johnson guy. Oh, fuck. And don't you dare say that Jack White and Jack Johnson are the same person. No, no, they aren't. No, they are not. Who the fuck is Jack Johnson? Jack Johnson wrote the Curious George soundtrack. He's probably better known for his songs, Banana Pancakes and Upside Down, a very chill Hawaiian rock kind of sound, like real acoustic guitar. Jack White, meanwhile, one of the, the White better guitar players of our generation. Uh, okay, this is twice yes. where I've heard something, either whether it's cheese or Jack somebody, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> And unfortunately, that puts you down 2-1 in trivia, so you will need to answer this question correct to stay in the game. Your third question, Sean, what did April put in Larry's drink during a town hall meeting? Sleeping pills. That is correct. She put sleeping pills in his soda, and he fell right over during a town hall meeting, and April videotaped it. And it I knew the answer well. to all three of my questions, Sam. Well, your score score doesn't reflect it. I did actually (laughs) know the answer to all three of your questions today. Oh, well, let's see if you know the answer to your... I did not know my own answer. ...last question, because this will be for the game, and I do not have a tiebreaker question, so I hope you get it right. Not that I'm rooting for one player over another. At the end of the episode, Craig comes in, and he says that he sold everything on the auction list. And is wondering why everyone else is so happy. And Leslie and Ben reveal that they are having triplets. And Craig says, oh, of course. First, something happens. And now this and his accomplishments keep being overshadowed by other people. What happened prior to this? It was the last scene of No, I remember the, the scene. Okay. I just don't know what he said. He just said some things. And then it was done. Sean, your chance. Somebody beat cancer. No, it was first his cousin Winona gets into a car accident the night his one man show opens. Right. And now this. And now this. All right, Sean, we've got a tiebreaker question ready. This is going to be a yell out the answer. Oh, no. Okay. So both of you get ready. Hold on. I'm not ready. Hold on. I just drooled on my microphone. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. We're both getting ready. All right. For the tiebreaker, I need you to name me the title of a song by the Foo Fighters. Uh, Is Monkey Wrench the title? That is correct. Haley. Nailing it with the, I believe, 2001 song, Monkey Wrench. The only song I can positively tell you is by the Foo Fighters. Well done. Well done. Could you have named a Red Hot Chili Peppers song instead? No. <laughs> Same. I, I mean, maybe. Neither. Yeah. I mean, Sean, you've got classics like My Hero featured in the movie The Other Guys. You've got Learn to Fly featuring Tenacious D in the music video. You've got oh, yeah, we watched Times that Like These. Video. I still don't remember that. You've got Big Me where their music video is a parody of Mentos commercials. With Futos. So many options. Although I wouldn't expect anyone to know the name of that song if yeah, you were not a Foo Fighters fan already. One we would know. But it is a great music video. We'll link to it 
in the episode. But Haley, you end Sean's reign of terror here in trivia with a victory. You're now winning 13 to 6. Okay. Well, job. Also, I think I said this was episode 19. I think at the beginning, did. I believe it's episode 20. In fact, what? We've, been, we've been thrown off by this London. So the conventional oh. naming kind of like the London episode, it's up in the air. If that was episode one or two, you know, if like London part no, two was movie. episode two and or if part two was still part of episode one. So different sources will say different things. We're just living it up over here. OK, so this is either episode 19 or episode 20. Yeah, We're going to go with 20 just because to continue the counting but i i don't know i blanked out for a second at the beginning so what was this episode about well a much better episode than the prom episode because something actually happens this this week guys i didn't hate it so what we got this week this week We know that uh, Ben and Leslie are pregnant from the last episode, and uh, they are keeping the secret right now, but they are doing their best not to stress. As we know, both both Ben and Leslie are quite the stressors. Um, Sorry, I just ate a whole scoop of mashed potatoes. Oh, my God. With your bare hands for some reason. No. Oh. (laughs) Um. So, uh, yeah, they're still trying to put on this Unity concert, even though the uh, announcement of the uh, baby is yet to come. Um, Ben's stressing out more than Leslie is. Uh, Ben's realizing how much uh, they're going to lose financially because he's an accountant, even though he's a city manager. Um, (laughs) uh, Babies cost a lot of money. Raising a child costs a lot of money. So Ben asked Leslie, hey, in the middle of a unity concert meeting, like a committee meeting, hey, you want to go do that thing? So it sounds like, oh, they're going to go bang right quick and they'll be back. But no, they need to go have the uh, go check out the sonogram for their child. Yeah, I believe he calculates that it'll cost about two million dollars to raise those three children. And when he puts the numbers in, he multiplied everything by three, and the numbers got a lot higher. <laughs> yeah, they ensure that uh, Andy has not told, told, wow, I know English, told their secret. Uh, but um, as April's working with Andy to, I think, what is Andy doing? Getting a, uh, no, um, he keeps agreeing to uh, be Johnny Karate. For this weekend. So he's got like now four gigs lined up. Uh, yeah, on the same day. And he has a bunch of Sharpie uh, writings all over his skin. Uh, that's his uh, planner, I guess, his, his body. And, one, and April's going through his planner, his body, and she sees the writing, don't tell the secret. And now she wants to know what the secret is, but Andy won't tell her. So he comes up with a good lie that the secret is uh uh it's jerry or larry larry's very very sick and april's like oh that makes sense and so april's being really nice to larry uh and like goes and talks to him actually being nice to him for the first time in this entire uh series uh larry's uh she's like anything i can do for you and i'm first of all 
I hate it when people tell me that, even though I know they're sincere. But I'm wondering how you'll feel. Like, if you're going through something um, and somebody says, hey, let me know if you need anything. I'm like, nah, I don't know about that. Like, We've been talking about this at work a little bit of, like, people wanting to offer to help on projects or things like that. And they'll be like, hey, let me know how I can help. And it's kind of like you're putting that onus on the person that is already slammed with work instead of being like, oh, hey, I, you know, I've done something similar to this before. I can take this element of it and offering a solution. So I think I'm with you, Sean. It depends on what the thing is. If it was, you know, if I was feeling like, like I, I needed I- ice cream and then someone was like, let me know. What like, flavor you yeah. want, I'll go get it right now. Yeah, then I'd be like, let's do it. Right. Yeah, I think it's harder if, you know, like if you're grieving or if you're in the middle of something like stressful or like, you know, an illness, which is what the situation is in this. Well, that's the fake situation. Uh, yeah, I think it's hard. I mean, I guess it's comforting to know that someone's out there and they care about you. Um, but it's also, I do think it's harder to take someone up on that offer. Like, what are you, what are you going to ask them to do? I guess. And I got, I got an argument with some of my friends last week because I have a group chat and I, I didn't reveal to them that I was actually sick last week until I was done being sick. Right. Like, oh, you should have told us you were sick. Let me know if you need anything. One guy lives in Dallas, um, and everybody else lives very far away. What do you mean? Let me know if, if I need anything. Like, what? No. <laughs> hey, can you run to the store and give me some NyQuil and drive 40 miles to get it to me? Since well, you live in South they, could prime, they could prime now some yeah. medicine to you I guess in this day and age, they could But also, I could prime it, now right? some medicine. So That's like, true. And the time it'll take you to ask them to get it to you and then to give them that your address and to do this and do that, you probably could have done it yourself. Like but, they I were, mean, NyQuil's kind of expensive, so you can save twelve to yeah, eighteen dollars. I guess they would financially help you out. They were legit upset at me for not telling them that I was really, really sick. I was like, "All right, I didn't have time to tell y'all I was sick because I was busy dying on the couch." Like I didn't think, "Oh, well, better <laughs> tell them that I'm sick before I go back to sleep." For you the didn't next follow your checklist of who to yeah. Reach out to you as soon as you knew you You've were got sick. got it up on the wall, Sean. Just go down it. Okay. Cross people off. Also, next time you have the squirts, you can tell them. And that'll be your recompense for not doing it last time. And then they can help. Yeah. Give them graphic details. Also, all of these friends are married with children. So, like, oh, surely so I'm, them at all. I'm on the list of uh, people they need to tend to. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, April, you know, she's like trying to be nice to Jerry. Jerry says, oh, yeah, there's actually one thing you can do for me. He has this itch on his back. And so he turns around and lifts his shirt. And he has a very hairy back. Um, and But so she's just scratching away. This is gr- I felt so bad for her. Well, see, that's like, one of those circumstances where the what can I do for you is a pretty quick turnaround. Literally. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he actually turned around. And it was yeah. A, a, a quick situation. I get it. <laughs> so uh, Andy's just watching this go down. He's like, uh-oh. Because they're at a, uh, I guess they're at a... A Johnny, Johnny Karate. Karate. Oh. On, they're at Councilman Dexhart's 
one of oh, his kids' birthday guy. party. No, a collective birthday party. Yeah, but he doesn't for... know which one it is. So yeah, he but just... the cake has a bunch of names on it. So then, why he basically... are the women? All the women are like, Mad I guess friends. They talk um, to each other. I mean, they're they're all in the same situation they're standing by each other but they don't seem to be conversing i they're think it's one mad. of those yeah. like we're we're in the same boat like we're united in our hatred for him type of situations uh but yeah basically he's got like at least what it looked like there was seven or eight women standing there so gotta assume there's at least seven or eight kids running around i don't think the cake had that many names on it but he's like yeah just once a year or so i throw a birthday party for all of my kids whoever wants to celebrate come he's a he's he's terrible but it was nice to see him again uh <laughs> <laughs> yep it was nice so while all that's going on uh there's no time at this episode i guess he was aziz was busy yeah must have been busy doing other things running time laying the groundwork for master of none perhaps maybe didn't that come out several years later or no Any, i don't know, know. <laughs> i don't think so though oh um, but, uh, Donna, wait, yeah, it's Donna, no, it's Ron. Ron asked Donna for a favor, and Donna, like, is super excited, and, you know, starts talking loudly, so Ron has to shut his door with this remote, so nobody hears that he asked for a favor. Uh, but he needs help volunteering at his stepchildren's elementary school. Uh, and Donna agrees, but she just says, hey... I have an ex-boyfriend. Where doesn't she have an ex-boyfriend, by the way? Uh, she has an ex-boyfriend at the school. His name is Joe, I believe. There you go, Joey. Um, yes. And he, uh, he's, she compared him to Tammy, too. And Ron's like, are, are you sure? Because then she, he started telling more stories of what Tammy, too, would do to him. Uh, and she was like, yes. So... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so they go to the elementary school. Ron's doing some uh, some carpentry, I believe. Uh, and in comes Joe. Joe happens to be played by Keegan Michael Key. So it's a. I smiled when he entered the screen. I was like, "Oh, it's Keegan Michael Key." Uh, and Donna says, "Hey, that's Joe." Da 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 da. And Joe turns out to be the nicest person ever. Which like I guess too can be, nice. Yeah, I guess can be annoying because maybe he's one of those super nice, super committed people, and maybe Donna wasn't ready to settle down, so that's why she felt that that was his Tammy too. Um, but Joe, he uh, made muffins for everybody. He's super polite. He uh, he's he's handsome and he fixes flats. Uh, just because he noticed it in the parking lot, he spent six hours looking for somebody's dog. Which he found, like he's he's way up there. Um, Don Don Ron tries to keep stay in the middle between Joe and Donna because he thinks Joe is really like a Tammy, so he's trying to protect Donna. But then throughout the day, he's like, "Wait a second. But he turns. He realizes that uh, Joe is super nice. He's a great person, and even Joe gives him some vi- advice to what. Uh, Ron is working on. Um, so Ron realizes, man, this dude's a great guy. I don't know what the problem is. So he goes and tells Donna, like, hey, um, sorry to tell you, but I like this guy. Um, 
And then Donna admits, like, he's a great guy, but I'm a social butterfly. And he committed to me quick, too quick. So that's why she broke up with her. Something like that. I don't know. Like she said, all we ever do when we're together is have sex and sit at home eating pasta on the couch. Like basically that. And she said, I want to go places. I want to be spontaneous and blah, blah, blah. So she does. So he makes her a different person. That's why she's comparing him to Tammy. Cause Tammy makes Ron a different, like crazy person. Whereas yeah. Joe makes her a different, very boring person. Oh. Um, Ron, so Ron always gives like the subtle pep talk, like the subtle and unintentional pep talk. And so I guess he gives Donna one. I don't remember. He tells he her said. to not confuse drama for happiness. Oh, yeah. Oh, because actually, what's wrong with sex and pasta? Because I would take that right now, actually. And I am in my... And you just ate a lot of Red Lobster. So throw some pasta. Sean, quick, very quick, top five pastas. No. Uh, lasagna, ravioli, spaghetti, macaroni, fettuccine. Um, that was just Sean naming five pastas. <laughs> no, there's one through five. Oh, love uh, Anyways, let's see. Uh, so Donna... Goes back to Joe and says, hey, let's go on a date next week. Um, no. Who Presumptuous, though. It's not like they even have really talked. Like, how does she know he's not dating anyone? Yeah, he could have been seeing somebody because uh, all, the, all the moms seem to be into him. But he's super down. Um, and she says she'll wear those that red outfit. I couldn't understand. He said, wear that if, red thing. And she said, I'll wear that red thing when you earn it or, or when you're so I don't know if it was underwear or, or outerwear, but it was some, some kind of type red of wear. thing. Could have been shoes. Could have been some red earrings. Blood. Yeah. No, probably an outfit. Just a bracelet. Yeah. Yeah. It's one red earring. <laughs> like George Michael. <laughs> and yep. then, then towards the end of the episode, Donna like kind of refers to him as her boyfriend. And then she had yeah. to stop friend. And I was like, boyfriend already? And so, so you already love him. I guess we're we're winding down the series. I'm guessing this will be, she'll finally find the one or has the one. I don't know. Anyways, that's the end of that. Uh, Ron's a great dad. Um, she it, Donna's imp- impressed by how much he's changed throughout the series. Um, he used to be very, uh, I guess, mean and surly. But now he's a... Uh, a uh, a person willing to listen to somebody and wear a uh, a kid's crown on his head because his stepchildren were around and they were making him a princess king or something like that. I don't remember. Fatherhood suits him. Yes, which we noticed when he had the his own child and he was uh, doing work in the office, but <laughs> he was super happy to have his uh, son around. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Leslie and Ben. Uh, they go to see uh, Happy Days, and Happy Days tells them tells them that they got three kids, uh, four kids, but no, one is cream cheese on the screen. Um, so Ben starts freaking. Leslie's happy that they got triplets. Uh, ben starts freaking out. He starts running the numbers, and he can't imagine how expensive it's going to be. He doesn't know how they're going to make it. Uh, they go to the auction, 
for the Unity concert because they still need like thirty thousand more dollars for the Unity concert to happen. Um, and they're trying to stay low stress, uh, very calm. So as Leslie's auctioneering some of the stuff off, she sounds like a NPR radio host. Um, she doesn't freak out at all. She doesn't have one of those Leslie. This wasn't a Leslie episode, thank God. Uh, but Ben is losing his mind. Uh, <laughs> I would get uh, those them. They're like trying to be calm voices would stress me out. If I was in a situation and someone was talking to me that way and I was supposed to respond back to them of like, yes, and everything is fine and blah, blah, blah. Like it would stress me out just being having to interact that way. Like, just let me interact the way I normally want to interact. Nobody was spending a bunch of money on any of the items. Councilman Jan was back and he was funny because Leslie was trying to act like someone's paying a bunch of money for some stuff and behind them. Like, oh, the sheik back there bid a thousand dollars and and Jam's just like, No, no, nobody <laughs> nobody said that. You're just making it up. It was really funny. Nice to see him in his his dentist jacket. <laughs> it's so small. Um anyways, um so we we don't see the auction goes well, but I guess Craig made it go well afterwards. Uh, but Leslie's super calm. Ben, ben also gets hit by, or is that later? What? When he gets. What? They jerk the guitar away? Yeah. Oh, that was then. It's during the uh, auction. During the auction, Ben is trying to auction off this uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Nobody's, uh, the guitar, uh, nobody's really buying it. The pawn shop guy buys it at a discounted price. Um, and they go and start wrestling over it because the pawn shop guy started erasing the autographs off of it. And I guess as he he's more of a away, Jack White guy. Yes. Jack White? No, just kidding. A Jack Johnson guy. Jack Johnson is a boxer, by the way. The first black heavyweight champion of the world. Anyways. Different Jack Johnson. So that's why I didn't say Jack Johnson. I said Jack White. Anyways. Uh, as he ripped the, the guitar away from Ben's hand, Ben hand bleeds, and so they go to the doctor, and Ben's freaking out because he's a wimp. Uh, but, but this is our, this is actually our quote of the episode because oh. Ben is still trying to be calm, and so he says that everything is a okay. Coolio beans, <laughs> just the way he says it is very good. Adam Scott did a fantastic job for this. Also, he could have lost a thumb if it were a baby. if it were flea giving away his base. That's a Red Hot Chili Peppers member. A solo Chili Pepper. It was more for yes. Sean, because Sean doesn't know his Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't know peppers. any Chili Peppers. I'm sorry. My my musical selection is not very diverse. It's very hip-hop, EDM bass with some yellow card and Blink-182. Uh, so I, my apologies. But... Uh, <laughs> Where are we? Uh, you don't have to apologize for not knowing the members of Red Hot Chili Peppers, Sean. Although, look it up. Their drummer, who I believe his name is just Chad Smith, which is one of the most generic that's names quite you the name. have. He is Will Ferrell's doppelganger to the point of they have met in public and caused scenes over how much they look like each other. Oh, I do want to see that. It's pretty great. <laughs> Would recommend. Leslie has to end up calming Ben down. Even though he's not the one having the babies. She has one of those uh, head scratcher things, massager things. I've seen them in person. They look Joey like... Joey has one. They oh, are wait. phenomenal, yes. We have one? I yes. don't know. Joey got it I got something. one from a white elephant. Mm. It, it was a like a 
pamper yourself in the morning type of gift package. So it came with some other like bath bombs and things like that. And a dragon ass uh, mug that has a pug on it looking very lazy. And it says dragging ass on it. And then he presented. I did too. It's dragon without the G at the end. But yes, that does sound like dragon saying it out loud. Yeah. Dragging ass. He presented um, at least part of that to me like, oh, I got this for you. I said, okay. The dragon ass mug. Yeah, I don't actually think I've seen the mug, but the head massage. Oh, okay. I he he says I have. So boom, I have. There it Your is. Face. My face. Uh, but I have. We we have that head massager thing. It just it kind of feels more like a tickle. It's it's kind of fun. It's a stress relieving. Um, it could be. We oh. I don't know. I mostly use it. So you use it as a head scratcher. Oh. Yeah, sometimes my hair gets itchy from chlorine, and so I'll like, I'm like, ooh, maybe I need to do my head massager thing. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, it looks like a, uh, a a cake beater thing, but it opens up <laughs> to surround your head for the audience there. They don't know what we're talking about. Um, so yeah, he has that, but she just leaves it in his head, and he looks kind of goofy. Um, and she tells him to calm down. Like this whole experience has taught her that she has everyone that she needs in her life, and that that's why she's not stressing out because everything's gonna be okay. So while Ben's freaking out on all over the numbers and how how much ha- raising trips is gonna cost, Leslie's pretty chill about it. Um, they still haven't told the office yet. Um, uh, and Andy gets in trouble with April because April realizes that Jerry's not sick. So April lied. No, so Jerry. Andy lied to April. And so the next day, he's hiding in the office with the full camo suit and camo face paint on <laughs> against a wall that is a, a bunch of grass painted on. And <laughs> April's like, hey, I can see you. Your, you know, your camo's not working. <laughs> and so he's just standing there, just. Standing out, it, it was it was funny, but it was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she tells him that I am over the secret. So Andy's really proud of himself for not telling it. But then he's like, all right, all right, all right. I'll tell you what the secret is. But then Ben and Leslie walk into the office and say, hey, everybody. And then he like pushes her out the way. It's like, sorry, they're here. Can't tell you the secret. <laughs> Uh, but then Leslie and Ben tell everyone that they're pregnant. Um, everybody's like, hey! Um, and then Leslie says, we're actually having triplets. And April says, hey, thank you, thank you for not telling me the secret. And so Andy's happy that he did a good job. Um, uh, but then they start talking about how, uh, Ron's like, oh, you're having triplets? I can't wait to build that crib. Do you want it to be cedar or oak or something like that? Uh, I believe it was oak or pine. He'll oak build or pine. Both. They'll they build can both pick. and they can pick. It's a triple, yeah, a triple crib. He's excited for the crib. challenge. Yeah, everyone very much is excited and immediately is like, this is how I can help. Yeah, Jerry talks about, oh, because Jerry has a bunch of daughters. So he's like, hey, uh, don't worry about clothes. I have. I, we saved everything. Just let me know what you need. Uh, April and Andy at uh, volunteer to babysit 
just not on nights or weekends. Just basically any time that they're in the office, they can babysit. Um, yeah, Tom really wasn't in this episode. No, nope. I forgot what Donna said, but uh, she's offered some sort of helping hand as well. But oh, that's- she said that Joe, her boy, this guy I know or whatever, yeah. uh, has an in with all of the local preschools. Yeah, so that kind of calms Leslie and Ben down, knowing that you know. As they say, it takes a village to raise a child, much less three. And so everybody's going to be around to help so they don't have to worry about a lot of stuff. So that was the episode. We got one more left this season. Oh, and Craig got all the auction stuff sold off. And he's really being Billy on the street now, just freaking out on that at everything. Yeah. <laughs> just like that. Sean, you're... Well, I guess just our, this what? episode's Did You Notice. Did You Notice. You may not have noticed, because this actually goes back f- four to five years? Four years. A lot of F's. To 2010. It's the <laughs> second season. You may remember the episode, The Setup, when Leslie's date, who is Will Arnett, then her real-life husband, and he gives her an MRI and he's telling her that she has a nice oven and could start with triplets. And I remember when this episode aired, this is what a year or when we did this episode, yeah, this not is like a year aired. and a half ago, probably in, in life. I remember Haley and I looked at each other and we we're like, Oh, foreshadowing five years in advance. Yeah. That's a dramatic way to go. Writers. Crazy. Way, way to, to go. go. Writers. Well, done all around and that is one in eight thousand what, what are the odds of continuity like that i didn't notice i didn't notice well yes you would have had to go back and watch the no i could have remembered. episode from season two or you could have remembered that as well well Haley, that means it's time for you to hop into top five she'll be caught up in the top five so today I'm just going to talk about Jackbox games because I figure holidays coming up, people are going to be having off of school, off of work, maybe hanging out with your friends Some virtually. Distance Thanksgivings. A yeah. quick, quick overview of what Jackbox is if people don't know. It's an easy thing to play virtually because you just set it up on one person's computer and then you can, you know, Zoom or video call of whatever nature. Uh, Or I guess you don't even really have to do that part, but I think it's more fun that way. Um, And then people just log in. There's a bunch of different games and you play it on your phone. So each individual, you just have to have a phone or some kind of device. I think you can use a computer maybe. Uh, Maybe not, but you can use We played this past weekend. We just played. And the running thing was my dick. Yeah, it came up a lot. I, Sounds like a typical weekend no, for Sean, eh? No, no. Came up a lot. All right, Sean, number five. <laughs> number, <laughs> number five. Okay, so number five is from Jackbox Party Pack 3, which I think has, I like all the games on that one. Three is a good party pack. And the game is Gespionage. 
Gaspionage is a game where one person is asked a question and they have to estimate like what percentage of people reported that they do this or whatever. Uh, and then the rest of the players have to decide if they think it's higher or lower than what that person guessed. I like this game. I think it's fun. So that is number five. Number four. Also from Jackbox Party Pack 3 is Faking It. However, this game is not does not work virtually. You have to be in person with the people playing it because in faking it, you have tasks that you have to do or like, so you might have to hold up a certain number of fingers or point at a person. So it'll give a prompt of like, who's the goofiest person in the room? And everyone points at that person. So you can't really do that virtually. Uh, But this is a fun one to play in person. It's kind of silly. So it's also, some of them can get a little bit like R-rated, uh, but this one, I feel like you could easily play with little kids and it could be fun or or smaller, younger kids. X-rated. Number three. Number three is Split the Room. This is one that I've only played recently and it's from uh, Party Pack 5. And what happens? Actually, Joey, can you explain that one? Yeah, so it's a kind of a rip off, not a rip off, a take on Dang. the Twilight Zone, Came in like hot. the the ambiance. The <laughs> game itself is nothing like the Twilight Zone, but the ambiance has a little host. He's a cat, and it'll ask you a question with a fill in the blank prompt into it. So, like, you know, the world is uh, about to end unless you agree to let a person like blank to you. And then you fill in the blank and your goal. And then the question would be like, do you agree to this? And the goal is to get each group. Like you want to the goal is to split the room. So you want want some some people people to say yes and some some to say no. Yeah, exactly. So you have to pick, you can't be too positive, right? Because you don't want everyone to be like, oh yeah, duh, that's the answer. So it's kind of fun because it's like you have to play like the middle ground. So it can be interesting. No, but (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, number two is Fibbage, which I believe is in Party Pack 1, 2. I believe it's in 1, 2, and 4. There's Fibbage Enough About You in 4, which is ones that you can do based on the people you're playing with. Yeah, which that was pretty fun when we played it before. You kind of have to know the people, though. It's harder if some people know each other really well and other people don't because then... They're not going to get the answers as much. Uh, but one of our friends that plays, Robzy, he always punctuates his answers. So it's fun <laughs> because then you're like, oh, it's you the know? one that has a period. <laughs> Although it's he him. may have uh, realized. I doubt it. What did you say, Sean? You know it's always him. Yeah. So even Especially if you're like, when there's like the same answer, there's like... Oh, Merry Christmas, and then Merry Christmas with an exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. Number one! Number one is TKO. Uh, Joey disagrees, but this game I think is fun. <laughs> and Sean enjoys this game. Yeah. Sean and I love this one. We'll chant for it. Like, if we haven't played it in a while, we'll just both be like, TKO, TKO, <laughs> get it on. Or we sing the song. Meow, 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 meow. 
which is the best. Uh, so this one is a competition based on drawing. You draw a couple different like t-shirt designs and then you make a bunch of slogans and then the other people, they get randomly assi- like randomly a couple designs will pop up and slogans and then they match them together and the shirts compete. And it's just fun. I like coming up with the slogans and drawing the pictures and then seeing how people put them together. This is another one of those ones that gets inappropriate pretty quick sometimes, uh, but it also can be very, very fun. And actually, at the end, you can order a T-shirt, and we did that recently, not with the best shirt we've ever made, but just with one that we were like, okay, that'll be fun. Um, So I have a T-shirt that we ordered. I know you ordered one. Yeah. uh, It's Joey's Drawing, and I think my slogan but I'm not 100% sure because I always put in too many slogans because it's fun. Um, So Joey draws frogs like in a very particular way. And (laughs) so it's a frog and then the slogan is slurp it up and it doesn't mean anything, but I have a shirt now that is a frog with a slurp it up underneath. So it's fun, fun stuff. And shockingly reasonably priced. It's like 18 bucks a shirt, which is not bad for a t-shirt. At least nowadays. Oh. My favorite, my favorite all time is somebody, somebody drew someone getting shot with a bow and arrow in their chest and blood just <laughs> spilling out. And the oh, that slogan, was my drawing. Slogan underneath is your account is negative. <laughs> and I still, <laughs> that is the best shirt of all time. I cannot, we haven't gotten close to repeating that, but I just remember dying laughing. From that image of we'll being have shot to redraw it for Sean. <laughs> as a Christmas gift for you, Haley. A, a couple of notable exceptions from your list. I know there's other fun games that I think the trivia the, one where you die. The fans, yeah, What's trivia that? murder party. Oh, is yeah, a delight. Trivia that murder party. That was betting odds. I there's equally, a two? yeah, yeah, and they Jackbox made a new six, release, new and improved. There's more games. The questions are better. I the equally like and hate kind that of game. Funny. But also Quiplash. That's the problem. Yeah, Quiplash is good. Quiplash and Fibbage are similar enough that I figured I could just include one of them. Yes. Madverse City as well, one you missed, where robots do rap battles. That one is pretty great. Sean's not a fan because he doesn't know how to drop four bars of fire. He usually taps out after just two. Starts strong, ends meekly. It does suck when you have like a really good one and then your other part is not so good. Ah, that game's fun. And we just tried Jackbox 7, which for my Jackbox aficionados out there, if you have played the first six, I would put Jackbox 7 up there as maybe the second best one, second or third best one. After three, of course. Three is by far the best. So if you're new to Jackbox and you're picking up one, I would recommend three. But then it's a toss up, I think, between Jackbox 2 and Jackbox 7 as to what the second best one is. We'll see. Because two, you got a couple of duds, but you got three great games. Whereas seven, I would play all of those games again. Yeah, but I would like to, before we can determine how how great they are, we should play them all more than once. But anyway, that was my top five. We were caught up in the top five. All right, before we wrap things up, let's do a quick little categories. Cat categories. Now, as you may remember... From watching the episode or from Sean mentioning it a couple of times, Keegan-Michael Key guest stars as Joe in this episode. Probably not the last we've seen of him either, but it was the first we've seen of him in this show. And 
as you know, he had what? a very successful <laughs> sketch comedy show with Jordan Peele. The name of that show? Kean Peele. Not entirely sure where the name comes from, but a fantastic show nonetheless. And of course, one of the best recurring bits from that show was the East West Bowl, I don't remember the name. where they ah. have silly names of football players inspired by DeBerka Shaw Ferguson, a real life football player with a delightful name. And I recently heard a podcast featuring Keegan Michael Key, where he said that Barkevius Mingo was also a representative of that and, and part of the An inspiration. inspiration. Um, that makes sense. Or maybe he just said it was his his favorite name now, and the oh. Brickashaw was more of the inspiration. Because I think Barkevius Mingo is still pretty new into the league, so they might have done these before then. But in any case, these are just names from any of the East West Bowl. So you have three to pick, like the f- the ones uh, that the made up names. You can't it? do okay. real. I don't remember. Yes, we can do real ones if they okay, are present sure. in the okay, sure. in the thing. You can do actual football players yeah. then, but not Debrica Shaw Ferguson because we've That's said what his I was name do. already. I will start with my personal favorite, Blyrone Blashington, Syracuse. Oh, <laughs> you don't have to say the college. Dar Dardinkelage Mardu, Jardinkelage Mardu, something like that is one of them. I don't remember. This any is an absurd. Things. I know this is absurd. I remember like, the real we people. Have listened like I to remember it a-, a Ron Rogers. Was yeah, there. you can drop some real people. You can Sean. say him because yeah. he says his name like that in there. A A Ron Rogers. Rodgers. Sorry. Yes, Rodgers. Ty Royal Smoochie Wallace. <laughs> Jr. Juniors Junior Junior. You remember? How do you remember this? Joey watches like I do watch this them. fairly regularly. <laughs> Also, J.R. Jr.'s Jr. Jr. is pretty great. Fozzie Whitaker was in it. So, Fosworth Whitaker. Very <laughs> Fosworth. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, Torque Construction Noise Lewis. I can't do the construction noise. <laughs> I do like the Lewis, though. I don't know if I'm going to remember anymore. So, we got to go with Benedict Cumberbatch. Very good. Kringle McKringle Bear. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Splendiferous Finch from Northwestern. No. See, Joey's listened too much. He even knows, <laughs> he the, knows schools. the schools that they're from. I know there's like a dolphin one that's like. <laughs> that is something. true. There that is, is a dolphin one. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, I can see Jordan Peele right now. He just. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Um. Oh, man, I lose. There's so many. They're great, but I, I don't know how you memorize this. Just watch them 80 times each, Sean, and you too can remember key names like mm-hmm, Buster's Browns and Triple <laughs> Shoes Parakeet, where his hair and beard are styled as a football helmet. Yes. It's pretty delightful. Also, Fudge, I thought one of you two might get. Fudge. We did not. Well, Sean, you did a fabulous job naming a yeah. few real NFL players. Yeah. Sad we didn't get to Frosty Rucker, though, which always makes me think of Wendy's and wanting a Frosty. Mm-hmm. Well, that was Cat Categories. Cat Categories. And Sean, I hope you watch all three of the East West Bowls right after. Yes, this. I am. That's immediately, that's what I'm going to do after this. Excellent. We will watch together. We watch you watch them. That'll be a react video. (laughs) Okay. But first, you're going to have to guess the name of next week's episode. And Sean, I'm going to warn you right now. It's a two-parter. So bookend 
some time to watch it because it's are we a gonna, solid 45 minutes. Are we going to watch it as individ- one parts or two parts? We'll probably watch it as one episode. Also, is he guessing the name or is he guessing what it's about? He's guessing what it's about based on the name. Got it. And it is called Moving Up. Go. Ooh, okay, move it up. So, Leslie's going to take that job in Chicago. Uh, Ben's the city manager already. Uh, Ron's not going to do anything new. Uh, Yeah, Leslie's the only one that's going to move up. Everybody's going to stay the same, except for Tom. Maybe, you know, Tom Picho. Sean, it's only 15 seconds. I'm sorry, you can't. I didn't hear the birds chirping afterwards. Oh. Did you not? And, until you turned it up at the end. Oh, when he, so I heard Joey speak, and then oh, I heard dang. birds. Oh, that's dang. weird. I did. I was I was getting some food earlier, and I, f- I had set a timer to tell me when to go pick it up. And I thought I had turned it off in the car, but I didn't. So I walked in, but it was so loud in that building. My alarm was going off at full volume in the middle of the building, but literally no one looked in my direction. So that was good. I just, and it was, I barely heard it. I just heard a little whistle and I turned it off. That's wild. It was. Well, work is going to be, by the next time we have a uh, episode on this podcast, uh, my building will be open again. Oh, really? For showers for the homeless. Um, so and tours for the interested listeners. Election stuff is over now. Elections are over. Um, we do have a president elect. Um, even though there's some, I guess, nutsos that don't believe we do, but uh, yes, elections are over, and I'm back to serving the people. And those people are those experiencing homelessness who need to take a shower. Uh, it's not what I want to be doing with my life, but I'm happy to be doing something. So there's that. Um, yeah. We'll we'll see if I if I stay sane over the holiday break because it's gonna be, it's gonna be getting cold, and so some people's attitudes might get turned around. And I'm just hoping everything will be okay. Are you guys open all the time? Or are you closed at all because of like Thanksgiving and stuff? So no, I'm we're closed that Thursday and Friday, and I was able to get the sh- so the showers are going to be Monday through Saturday. I was able to get that oh, Saturday okay. off too, so I don't have to schedule staff to come in. Uh, so we'll we'll be closed Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but back on it on Monday, and then until Christmas Eve, we'll be closed again. Gotcha. And that's a good reminder, Sean, that we will be off. Next, next week, week for don't miss us too bad next week guys um just go back and listen to an old episode yeah yeah go back uh episode 55 a very good one of course 32 joey's a just classic. making stuff up and 69 is a very nice one <laughs> i do actually well. think that's part of the description of that episode probably we are very mature we might drop a few things on our twitter and facebook as well perhaps go back to our 100th episode feasts Yes, 100th episode, a fun time. And tweet us uh, tweet us your favorite episode if you want. It's at Parks Rec Pod, both Twitter and Facebook, or Gmail. And I guess you can have whatever email you want. You can be like Sean and have an sbcglobal.net yeah. email Yeah, who, who else got the best domain ever? You got an AOL? <laughs> tell me. You got an email.com email? Tell me that. <laughs> Ymail? Hot mail. Yeah. Uh, hot, hot wheels. Houston. I believe hotmail.com. I used to have. It's pretty good. 
Houston Roadrunner. Even after, like we had Roadrunner and then they got bought out or I don't know, something happened, merger, I don't know. But it was still the RR email address. Well, our email is just parksworkedpod at gmail.com. But you can use whatever email address or server that you'd like to use to communicate with us. Communicate. Yes. But hope y'all have a wonderful Thanksgiving as well if you are in the U.S. If you're not, it's just Thursday. Be so right. Have a, good, have a good Thursday. Be right. Social distance. Don't get your old folks sick, man. Uh, if you're going to go see people, let it just be like three or four of y'all. They'll be having 20 people up in the house and then y'all are super spreaders. Like, yes. Do the right thing. I know you want to see your family. I haven't seen Do the Right Thing. Y'all watched it when I came home one day. But, uh, yeah, we It's did. about Thanksgiving, in fact. It isn't. No, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, don't be dumb, y'all. Come on. Like, ensure that your family members will see next Thanksgiving by not giving them the Rona. Parks and Rec. This is the end of the podcast. It's over. You don't have to listen anymore. Podcast is over now. Thanks for tuning in. Close your app. Listen to the radio. Or listen to the next episode.